Welcome to the Retro Life for You podcast, the only podcast for your retro needs. Chris and Travis will be covering everything 70s through 90s with a strong emphasis on the 1980s. That's right, each week they'll be coming at you out of the blue with new shows on music, movies, TV, toys, and more. So step into our time-traveling phone booth and dial that number 867-5309 and be instantly sent back to a better time and place. We'll be walking tall and having some good times and happy days and if anyone tries to bring us down, we'll just tell them to beat it. And just when you thought the entertaining couldn't get any better and you wondered to yourself, how do they entertain us so well? Well, it's like my old friend Jack Bird used to say. It's all in the reflexes. What's going on out there, everybody? This is Dutch Dallas back once again to tell you what's going on on this episode of the Retro Life for You podcast. This week, the boys are going to be sharing with us their favorite music from the movies of the 80s, chart toppers and non-charters. This should be a fun episode because there's definitely something weird in our neighborhood. But we can ride the boogie down on Main Street. So until next time, don't you forget about me. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast again this week. My name is Chris Adams, and with me always, my partner in crime, the man who is going to keep this show running forever and a day, Travis Rollins. Oh, yeah. Uh, here I am. Travis, <laughs> Travis, we got a fun show this week, man. we got I'm a fun so show. Excited. I know you're excited. So excited. We we, excited. we were talking about this. Let me know. No, I can't. I can't because, because I'm so excited. I'm so excited, man. I can't. And I just can't hide it. <laughs> You, Are you about to lose control? Uh, and I think I like it. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, man. This uh, this show is all about music. Music. Today, today we will cover what we feel like are memorable songs from the movies. That when we hear these songs, it makes us specifically think of that movie. Maybe even a particular scene. From the '82, we're staying inside. Uh, yes, the 80s. exactly. This is still from the '80s. We're where we're focusing on the '80s uh, movies and songs. So, as we said before, we are a '70s, '80s, '90s retro podcast with a focus on the '80s. So most of the time, you'll see a lot of that out of us, out of us, unless we specify differently. And right. uh, we will always let you know if we're going to be different. But uh, we're going to go that with this week, and there's going to be two different ways we're doing this. We're each going to pick five songs, and, and those, these songs have to be charted. And the other five are going to be uncharted. Exactly. And when I say charted, we're talking Billboard Top 100. Um, it doesn't matter if it charted at 99 or made it all the way to number one. Right. It's on the Billboard Top 100. It charted, and that's in our first five picks. Yes. And our second five picks will be songs that just didn't make Billboard, but they're in the movie. And to you, it was cool enough of a song that it makes you remember you know, that movie. And don't go cross-referencing us to see if it charted in Great Britain or Spain or France because we're sticking to the States this time. Merca. 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 That's right. We're sticking yeah. with Merca. The Stars and Stripes. All right. Stars. Only. There was nothing against. Nothing against 
the other billboards in other countries. It's just that, you know, this is where we're at. This is what we know. So we're going to stick with what we know. Right. And this allowed one of my songs to stay in my Uncharted category. So don't go looking it up. Don't go, <laughs> don't go ruining it for the man. It took him forever yeah. to pick his music, okay? It don't is. go ruin it for him. He is so picky. This is so much harder than I thought it was going to be. And it's so much fun. But you would think he was like a girl out purse shopping or something. He couldn't make up his mind on what he wanted. Terrible. There's, there's so many choices. Choices. <laughs> Stop. Stop it, Chris. <laughs> so we're going <laughs> to so go with our first song. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to ask Travis to bring oh, us yeah, the first know. song in the charted category. It's This is no particular order. We're not doing and number one to number five. And we don't know what the other person picked. No, we were, we've kept a secret from ourselves as to what we picked. And if so we, we happen to, to steal one of our, you know, if the others picked, then we have to go to our backups. Right. So, so my, my first, no particular order, my first is going to be a chart topper by Irene Sarah. Topper. And it's a chart topper from Irene, from Irene Sarah. What a feeling from the oh, movie Flash feeling. Dance with Jennifer Beals. That yeah, one was a top, that, that was one, actually a big song back in the day. That was a huge song, dude. When I was researching for our list, man, I looked that up and it like it sat at the top for like 13 weeks or so. Like it was big time. Flash Dance was big time back then too, though, you know. So. It, it was. It was a it was a big time movie. A good soundtrack to it. And I would love to be able to play clips. For those of you, so you could hear just a little short clip of what we got to offer of these songs, but uh, there is so many restrictions with copyrighted right. music that our entire podcast would probably get blocked on this show, yeah. and we'd rather yeah. not take that chance. But just write down if, if you're if you're if you've not heard the songs, yeah, just, write, you know, just jot down the name and look it up on YouTube. Down the name and go, and, and you know the tune kind of goes like, "What a feeling." I'm not going to give you that in depth like he will. I'll tell you where to look it up at. Okay. But there you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, all right, let's get let's get your first charted song. Okay, well we can do that. I did not take anywhere. Oh, you you did. I, I, I did not get what a feeling. So you didn't take one of mine yet. So we're we're doing hey, good so far. Go. Doing good so far. But I'm gonna go with my first one. Like I said, no particular order. This made the number two spot in the Billboard Top 100. It is by a former Eagle, Glenn Fry, and is the Ooh. heat is on. The from, heat is on from Beverly Hills Cop. It's got such a crazy sound to it, man. It's memorable. Dude. Just the 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 sax in it, the saxophone yeah. play is great. I mean, oh man, how many songs do you get that's got great saxophone in it anyway? If you think about it, you know anything with Kenny G. <laughs> if you're a Kenny G fan, if you're a Kenny G fan, I mean, and that's all you want to hear is saxophone, then sure. You know, Songbird, man. It's out there. Yeah, there we go. I, you, think, uh, you think Slick Willie could play that on the sax on Bill Clinton? Slick Willie says he can do a lot of stuff, but who knows? That's true, that's true. We'll move right along from him. We're not getting into politics. That's right, America. Um, <laughs> but the heat is on. I mean, Beverly Hills Cop. Um, the, I don't think... I'm trying to remember. I don't think that song played at a particular point in the movie. 
I think it was a credit. I think it yeah, was a I think it was a in the credits. Credit. I think it was in the yeah. credit somewhere. And so. when you watch the video that uh, was on television, because back then we had what we called music videos, and it was good. And yeah, uh, I understand that you make some music videos today still, but right, I mean, they you do. Know. It, we had this station called MTV and, that uh, played music television, and there was a VH1 music. for video hits. Yes, yes, I remember that. Yep. So uh, the heat is on. The the video kind of touched <laughs> on um, Beverly Hills Cop. It had uh, some scenes and everything, little little clips and things of that nature. But a great song though. Um, Travis was okay. a uh, hit your number two. Respect. I feel like I. You know what? I feel like I'm gonna steal one, and and I kind of hope I do. My number two. I'm gonna go ahead and get on it in case I, in case you get it first. I'm gonna hit. Uh, one of my favorites I got made fun of for, for being so in love with her as a child is Cindy Lauper. We hit number 10 on the billboard with Good Enough from the Goonies, man. That's a... Well, Did I take it? I will tell you, it's on my backup. Ah! You didn't man. quite take one of mine yet still, but it was a ah. backup for me. See, we're in the boxing ring, guys. We're, to, uh, we're not trying to steal one, but we kind of know each other pretty good, so there's a couple on here that... We, we're pretty sure we might be stealing. I mean, you, you're trying to knock me out. That one I, I did, did it, but, but I had to have it because I'm so in love with Cindy Lauper. I still follow her today. I know that she battles uh, – well, she's won her battle, but she battles psoriasis, and I know she has a clothing line that she deals with. But back then, man, in the video, talking about MTV, oh, my gosh. The video was like an extension of The Goonies because as a child, man, what movie was better to me than The Goonies? Not one. Goonies was Not great. A, not a single movie topped the Goonies mm. uh, for me as a kid. So with the videos she did, and she had uh, Captain Lou Bana. It, wasn't it Lou Bana? Uh, Lou Albano. Captain, What's that? Captain Lou Albano. Lou Albana. Lou Albana, thank you. Mm. And uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper was in the video, the Iron Sheik. Um, and, and she was running through. There was two videos, too. She did two this, videos. This was at the time song. when rock and wrestling was a thing that they created. Uh, Hulk Hogan had created a Hulk Hogan rock and wrestling cartoon. The rock and wrestling thing yes. for WrestleMania was a thing where she went to the ring with Wendy Richter. Um, mm -hmm. So th that's why she had them in her music videos. It was kind of a deal worked out to where she would use some of them in her videos as well as her being spotlighted in her in their WrestleMania. and other things of that nature. Right. That was just, that That one so captures my childhood, and anytime I hear it, and I even look it up sometimes just to watch it, man. I'm not going to lie about it. Yeah, I, I mark out on it. So, I, I have no problem with that whatsoever, man. No problem. I'm sad I, I didn't mean, steal that one from you, but at least it was on your backup. <laughs> Great minds think alike anyway, right? That's right. That's right, and it's okay, because these are things that we loved growing up. It doesn't matter if somebody else is going to make fun of it and doesn't love it. They had things that they loved that we might not necessarily like as well. So it well, goes the same nice both thing. ways. That's the nice thing about having a podcast. You know, this is uh, not to be offensive to our listeners. We value you, and you're important to us, and we love you. And But the, the beauty of us having our own podcast is we get to talk about what we want to. So. You're going to have to guest spot on our podcast or start your own or talk to us, mail list, mail in listing, or let us know what your ideas are. I'll tell you what we might These do at ours. this point, Travis. I got an idea <laughs> what we will do for those listening to this podcast, for this episode. We will put out a social media post about what our picks were, and I we'll see if anybody wants to chime in 
with one or two of their favorites as well. Yes, there you go. And that way you can be a part of the podcast too. So let's hear your number two. Uh, second song I'm picking of my five. And, and these are still charted, right? This is this is still charted. We're not doing uncharted until after we finish yep. our charted stuff. Yes, but this is still uncharted. The, the charted songs. Uh, right. This one reached number one on the Billboard. It was a chart topper by the Simple Minds back in the 80s of Don't You Forget About Me. And oh, that is from dude. the movie The Breakfast Club. Talking about great yes. 80s movies that you can't do without. Goonies oh, is God. one of them. But you cannot do without The Breakfast Club because it is iconic. My mother didn't want me to watch that movie because she was afraid I would tape someone's butt cheeks together in school. <laughs> <laughs> what a reference. Uh, the, the Think about this. Of what all they went on to do after this movie. All right, you had uh, Molly Ringwald, Emilio Estevez, Judd Nelson, Ali Sheedy, Anthony Michael Hall. All right. I, I mean, that's crazy for a starring cast of people. Yeah. And they're all a part of what they refer to as the Brat Pack growing up. Um, I love Emilio. And Emilio. Anthony Michael Hall was in, uh, he's been in some other stuff after, but Weird Science is also one of the greatest ones. And he's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Coming yeah. off of that too. Come yeah. On. And, 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 and just so everybody knows, we, we had a rule. We didn't go over the rules of this contest. It was not really a contest, but we didn't go over the rules of our of our, of our thing we're doing this week. Uh, the main rule we assigned to each other was you cannot pick a song that has the title of the movie in it. So, for example, we could not choose right. Ray Parker Jr. doing Ghostbusters because we right. know it reminds you of Ghostbusters. We couldn't say Footloose by Kenny Loggins because naturally it means Footloose. Yeah. So, I, I had to knock out when I was making one of my lists and research, and I had to knock out Stand By Me. Because I forgot the rule, and I was like, wait a minute, I can't use that, because stand by me, man, it's the movie. But now, The Breakfast Club, if you are not familiar with The Breakfast Club, five kids being sent to detention, and I think this one was Saturday, was it not? They had to go to detention? I think so, because yes, the Judd yes. Nelson character kept talking out to the right, guy and the over school was empty. Right, and the school was empty. The school was empty, and, and, and he kept speaking up against the teacher that was there watching him for the day. And the guy kept telling him, you know, I got you for a month of Saturdays. You want to go for another? He's like, yeah. And he just kept building up his <laughs> list of Saturdays. So he's going to be like there. The rest of the year. Yeah. So you got to. Got you for the rest of your natural born life, son. When you hear this song, tell me the image. See if they coincide. So let's see if we get the same picture I, in our minds. Don't you forget about played. me when the song is playing is basically Anthony Michael Hall is going over the paper they left as to why they were in detention that day. And as it's ending, his explanation of it, Judd Nelson is walking across the football field, and you get a freeze frame of him with his hand, a fist thrust up in the air, like celebrating. Right. That's it. I just got cold chills, man. That's the same I mean, it's because, I mean, I did too when you said it, because it's like him, he had just got basically the go-ahead nod from the Molly Ringwald character that, you know, she likes him. She wants to be with him and everything. She gave him one of her earrings or something to hold. And um, right. they're a thing now, I guess. And he's excited. He's leaving. It's, it's like he's won. Heck yeah. So, all right. Well, we get to moving on to you here. Your okay, my one. This third, is your third, right? This is my third. This is going to be The Karate Kid 2. 
This is a song by Peter Cetera of the great uh, Chicago. And it hit number one on the billboard. It's The Glory of Love. Travis, it, that, I yes. want you to know that um, I am a man who will yes. fight for your honor. Oh, hey, I'll be your knight in shining armor. <laughs> Maybe that was I'll a great song, the man. hero that you've been dreaming of. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and, that was a great and, song. Anytime it was, dude, I love that song. When, I've always been accused of as goofy as I am. I'm I'm somewhat of a romantic song, dude. Just like ah, oh, it's so powerful, man. And no no voice compares to Peter Cetera's. It's so unique. I don't mean that as a good singer. I feel like the greatest singer of all time was Freddie Mercury. But Peter Cetera is, you know, his voice is just so unique. You know exactly who that is, and it's so different than anyone else. You know. Do you remember what part of the movie it played in? Uh, I believe they were riding bicycles through Okinawa or something like that. They were running on the beach. They were running. Like a... They they yeah. went to visit um the castle that they're going to be holding the Ubuntu dance at the end of the. I think it's what it's called at the end of the yes, show. At the end of the, the movie. drums. Yes, and um, she is pointing out to him. Well, somebody who was there doing the construction, getting it fixed up and everything, sees them and starts yelling at them. They take off running. And they're running across yeah. rocks and everything, and across to the, I don't know if it's to a beach, but across some rocks down this little hillside. It, it may be to a beach. I can't remember that one part for sure, but yeah. that's definitely where the song come in at. Yeah. And, and that's a, yeah, I just think, I think it could write And, you know, this spills over, like another song of mine we'll get to later, it kind of spills over to where if I, there's certain Chicago songs that I hear that I, I think of the Karate Kid, but I think it goes back to, like I said, the uniqueness of Satan. Right, you you hear his voice is what it is, and his right. voice sets you off for that. A hundred percent. So, what's your number three, Chris? Number three of the charted songs. I'm going to go with Survivor, and it is the number two on the Billboard. And it's not the one you're thinking, because okay. I know you, Travis Rollins. I know you oh. well. You think I'm going with Eye of the Tiger. I would, I would, but I'm not. I'm going. It. I'm really? going. I'm going with Burning Heart from the real Rocky movie, Rocky Four. Okay, I like it. Right. I like it because you know when I'll be a hundred percent honest. I don't every. I don't every time I hear I the Tiger think of Rocky. Not every single time. No, because it's been but used in other movies too. Right, but these other songs. Every single time I hear that particular song, I think of any, the one that you just showed. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's in the movie. During the part, uh, Apollo's already died, and he's in his car going down the road, and he's thinking about his challenge, I guess, to Ivan Drago. And, um, the, of course, the words, some of the words of this song, I believe, was, um, oh, somebody East versus West. Is it man against man? No. Gosh, I can't remember the words of the songs for sure unless I hear it playing. It's like I said, it's in my head at that point. Yeah. But he's yeah. in the car and he's thinking this as he's going in the road. He's having memories of the match where Drago had kept, he had hit Apollo and he didn't get the towel thrown in in time. And he's just, I don't want to say reminiscing, but he's reliving it in his mind and building up to that, I guess. And that's um, kind of a strong part of the movie because uh, he'd already lost somebody and, um, He's working his way up in his mind, I guess, to, I guess, I don't know if he's already made the challenge or if he's going to make the challenge after this, after thinking about it. Right, But right. that's where I remember it tying into there. Awesome. 
So, Travis, we got you on number four of your number five. Number four, that would be correct. And for number four, I'm going to go with, I grew up on Bob Seger. It was one of my dad's favorites. And so before I saw this movie, now I'll, I'll admit, in the 80s, I was born in 1980, as I've said before. So I didn't watch this in the 80s. I didn't watch this until I was in my later teen years. But after I watched this movie, anytime I hear this song, I think of Tom Cruise sliding across the floor in his sunglasses and his button-up shirt. And it is old-time rock and roll. Admit it. You did that, too, didn't you? I totally did that, man. Especially on a fresh, clean, old Murphy soap, wood soap floor at Grandma's house. I come sliding through there on my sock feet. How many times did you fall down? Time rock and roll. I'm, we're not going to talk about how many times I fell down. <laughs> what counts is how many times I did it right. <laughs> I fell down quite a few times. You did. 100% transparency here. <laughs> Sure, it didn't feel so good either. No, no, that's a good. It's a good one though. That was a great one. Oh, Seeger's great. Uh, I mean, he's got a lot of great songs. Old time rock and roll is one of my favorite. When you first hear it, hit the radio. You automatically know. Right there, party you know song. It is. Yeah, check out Bob Seeger. If you let, never listen to Bob Seeger, he's a good storyteller. He's got some good good music. What's Perfect. your number? Uh, well, look, before I go to my next number, on to follow up on Bob Seeger, you saying a good yeah. storyteller? Turn yeah. the page. Oh Lord! Turn the page. Metallica covered. Metallica covered it well, but his original, his original, his version, turn the page, is great. It's haunting. Mm -hmm. I would describe it as haunting. Definitely. All right, so I'll go with my number four. I got two picks left here, and I gotta wonder if you'll pick one of these two on your next one. So I gotta be careful which one of these I go with first, so I can try to burst your bubble if I need to there. Oh. Um, I'm going to go with just in case you decide to do this because I I'm suddenly feeling the need the <laughs> need for speed. Oh um, yeah. I'm gonna go with Kenny Loggins Danger Zone. It reached that number was... it reached number two on the billboard. <laughs> that was my number one backup. Was it really? It was. I was gonna, I was waiting for you to steal I, I would really expect you to steal the Goonies. So if you were going to do the Goonies, I was going to grab Kenny Loggins. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I can say I did not take the one. I, I thought for sure you might have went with the Danger Zone song from Top Gun. Because Top Gun was really big was during so that time. Close. So I thought you may have taken it. But you got me on that one. Uh, Danger Zone, I mean, I don't, I don't recall if it's just a song that played in the background while the planes were in the air. Um, oh yeah, dude! There was a dog fight going on. Was there a dog? There, is that when the, at the beginning of it, the movie when the dog fight was going on, or the last part no, of the movie? No, no. I think the Danger Zone played like mid movie when Maverick kind of was like got on his stuff, you know. And I, do, I feel like that's when it played. I is it, be is this before or after Goose? This is after Goose died. Oh, after Nobody. Goose, he's with the new one, so he 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 would not leave his wingman at this point. This, this is when Danger Zone is playing. Yeah, I. I Pretty sure. Uh, I mean, I'm thinking it is. I'm feeling like it is. I'm okay. not gonna say a hundred percent without okay. looking it up. Yeah, I'm not sure. hundred percent. And we refused do... to look anything up for this episode. We said we were going on pure feelings. That's right. We're just going on our 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 memories and our feelings I, on. This I, I I just remember Danger Zone. Anytime Danger Zone hits the radio, it automatically makes me think Top Gun and planes in the air. One thousand percent. That's exactly what I don't think of anything else. I mean, I know it's Kenny Loggins, and Kenny Loggins had plenty of hits, and I think of other things with him, but that particular song is nothing but pure Top Gun. It's pure, right. you know, just Tom Cruise 
uh, what was his, uh, what was Goose's name? It's, it's Anthony Edwards, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think Anthony so. Edwards. He was in. Uh, and then Val Kilmer. Come on. Val Ice Kilmer Man. was in there. Tom Skerritt was in there. Where did this? Just because of a, a statement that I made earlier, we said we weren't going to look anything up. We did look up our uh, where we charted. So, you, where did that chart? Did that chart at number two? Yeah, Danger Zone was number two on the Billboard. Okay, yeah. So we did we did look that up, but that's the only thing, guys. We're just going on the pure love. Well, of we had here. to we had to make sure we weren't. Um, <laughs> cheating in any way you know uh, exactly and i had a few that i thought would be uncharted that charted like crazy so i had to take them off of my uncharted list we could have went the honor route if we wanted to and i wouldn't have questioned anything you put up but yeah, in my mind i wanted not, to make sure like in my mind i want to make sure i knew what i had right because i went with the imperial I, one of my first picks for uncharted was the imperial march from star wars where darth vader came in you know but see we couldn't do that though that's a score not a song Okay, okay, okay. So see, that's the, that's the we'll, and we'll do something completely different in the future on you know, you know most memorable scores or best scores. Uh, yeah, we yeah. we we might even rank them. You know, me and you get together and rank what we think is the top five or something. I uh, like that. That could be one of our top five shows we do. Okay, uh, but anyway, so I think, uh, I guess it, was an un, it was an unsaid thing that it was that no scores. Right. So okay. go ahead and give me your number five. My number five is by uh gerard mcmahon it hit it charted at number 15 on the billboard 200 i was trying my best to get this on the uncharted but it just didn't make it because it's some like if you don't know this song you just don't know it but it's cry little sister from the lost boys that song is so haunting and so just like I don't, it makes you want to just I don't know, man. Unless you want to be a vampire, dude. A lot of people may know that, though, because the Lost Boys was very popular. Tons of people know it. But, you know, it's like, it's not something that hits the radio. It's not something that, but, you know, it's been remade. So it's been covered tons of times. And it's been um, used in some other, like we were discussing earlier, it's been used a lot in social media. And it is, I would, I would view it more as a cult following. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like the Lost Boys, it, it is huge. It's enormous. But I feel like it's grown into that in the last 10 years or so because I can remember in the 2000s and the early 90s, you know, those of us that were that age kind of – we had to be a certain type of boy. Like your jocks didn't watch it, and um, it, it's just – it teeters on the edge there for me in my mind, at least in my area being here in South Carolina. You know what I mean? Just kind of the, the lifestyle that we live. Like some people wouldn't be, you know, they're like, I wouldn't be caught dead watching that movie. My boys would let me live it down or something. Yeah, something like that. See, or, that's, know, we're in the buckle of the Bible Belt, so a lot of people weren't allowed to watch stuff like that. So because of the of vampires. I yeah, so understand completely on that because, you know, I, I'll just go ahead and say uh, majority of my life, and I'm soon to go back there, is I, I live in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So talk about being in the, you know, the buckle of the Bible Belt right there. Um, right. But um, stuff like that, some families would not let their kids watch that particular type of stuff because it, you know, vampires was considered to be something that would satanic. be, yeah, exactly. So I mean, you wouldn't yeah. really allow it. Of course, now yeah. as a kid, when the parents not looking, what do you do? You go watch it. You know, like, oh yeah. I can't tell you how many times I sat up late at night and watched Delirious by Eddie Murphy and tried to keep my laughter to a minimum or. Laugh into a pillow where nobody could hear oh, me laughing. Dude. Exact same, raw and delirious. Yeah, 
amazing. Laugh but, until yeah, I cried, but crazy the Lost stuff. Boys, um, that it just as a kid coming up through that was so, that was such a great movie, man. With the the, the Corys, the Corys were amazing. Kiefer and Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland and uh, Alex Winter from Bill and Ted was in it. Yes, he was. It, it, but the the the, the how, how do you how would you say that the romance of it, not the romance of it, the just the fantasy of of wanting to be one of those guys. You know what I mean? Just the it was so good, man. It, it takes you one of those that just takes me to another place, and it was kind of like my intro into scary movies becoming less scary. You know what yeah. I mean? Because we don't even consider The Lost Boys a scary movie, but it was supposed right. to be. Supposed to be, but it really wasn't. It was. So, right. what is your number five? I'm going to tell you, we managed to not take anything from each other. That's amazing. It's amazing. I thought we'd get at least one. Uh, All right. You might challenge me on this one. Okay. That's what I picked. That's what I'm saying that I can't have it. But it is indeed a song and not a musical score. You're good. I know which one you're going with. By definition, a musical score would basically be, you know, an orchestra type feel. And you know, this was synthetic. Just like the '80s. This is this is, this is this is this is It's full keyboard. Uh, like it's it's like Herbie Hancock doing Rocket or something, you know. But I mean, it's got no words to it whatsoever. It reaches high as number three on the Billboard. I know which one. And you're it's going by with. Harold Faltermeyer. Yep. Uh, and people are like, who? Let me repeat Who? that for you. Harold, Harold Faltermeyer. The man that made Axel Foley. Right. And the name of the, the song is Axel F. Exactly. The name of the song is Axel F. But th this is basically, for lack of for anything, it's, it's, it's Axel Foley. When you see Beverly Hills Cop and you see Axel out running around, and you hear the do 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 And if it weren't for the fact that I've skated to that music, I've heard that music on the radio. If I hadn't heard that song everywhere growing up, I would argue with that one on you. But I can't because I skated to it. Crazy. I never skated to Imperial March. It is such. It was just such a fun, great movie. And the song, the song's fun to listen to. I mean. Uh, it's oh, not man. it's not one of those songs that you're gonna go down the road in your car and blare for the whole parking lot to hear. You're not gonna do that. But it's one of those guilty pleasures when you sit in your car and you turn it up just enough where the sound is great and you're listening to it. It's one of those yeah. right there. All yeah. day long. And you start bobbing your head. <laughs> you're into yeah, it. Yeah. Great, Got that good stuff. And you know what I love about that movie too? That movie that was a time you know, we already know that and, and I don't wanna go too far. we Absolutely don't want to go too far in this. I feel like I'm pushing the boundaries by even saying this, really. But that was a time when the comedy was more accepted by everyone. Tensions, right. People claimed tensions were different. I feel like things were kind of, on a, on a certain level, more accepted back then. Because everybody was able to laugh, and it was hilarious when the dude was like, Who are you? He said, I'm your worst nightmare. And I'm not going to finish. You know exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> but that was, the, dude. Man, Axel fault you do. Wasn't the one two where um is was it Beverly Hills Cop one or two where he goes in and he's trying to talk to somebody, he's like, uh, telling me him I, I have herpes simplex one <laughs> No, 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 it's uh it's 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 Beverly Hills Cop the first one. He wants to go in there, he wants yeah. to speak to Victor Maitland. This is the guy who's responsible for his friend Mikey's death. And uh it's the country club and Maitland's there and he's having lunch with people. And he's like, he um, I need down. to go see uh, Victor uh, Maitland. 
He says, uh, and your name? He goes, uh, Axel Foley. He says, um, sorry, sir, but I don't see your name on the list. And he says, oh, yes. Well, um, I just want to give a little message to him that, um, <laughs> tell him that Reginald went to the doctor and, um, I got Herbie Simplex 10. Okay, and, uh, <laughs> and, and I, I need you to just give, to let him know. And the guy looks real scared and says, you know what? Maybe he you better give him that message. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's just telling he might want to get checked out, but the man got parts falling off of him and everything. That <laughs> was, was great. All right, well, let's do this. Tell five. me, tell me what five. your five backups were. You don't have to go into explanation okay. of them or anything, but what were the five okay. backup songs? So I didn't pull a full five in because I knew good and well that there were a couple that we weren't going to have. I pulled in three backups. Um, my first backup was. Well, my first backup, as we said earlier, was Top Gun Danger Zone, but that was a, in case – that was like a – that was a jab back in case you chose one of mine. And then my second backup is real – it's Tears for Fears, which went number one, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, and it reminds me of one of my favorite movies. My introduction, I think, to Val Kilmer, uh, uh, Real Genius. Real Genius, yeah. Genius. And then my third – which – oh, real cool, real, real quick fact, um, Tears for Fears – Everybody wants to rule the world. Came back thirty years later after after being number one. Came back thirty years later to top the charts again on digital downloads. Nice. But another movie they were in was pretty cool. Uh, my third backup, which is where I kind of cut it off, is "Up Where We Belong" by Joe Cocker and Oh Lord, I didn't write it down. I cannot remember her name. Jennifer Warrens. Thank you, Jennifer Warrens. I believe um, it's Jennifer Warrens. Yep, Jennifer Warrens. That's the one. She also did that. Uh, that she's also the one that did the. Uh, song for Dirty Dancing too. Yes, with, that's uh, exactly. So this is the same person. Yeah, that's, okay. that's exactly it. I thought so. Yeah. And those were my three backups. I love me some Joe Cocker. Awesome. I did take five backups just in case because I okay. already had ten written out that I wanted to do. And I couldn't make up my mind which ones I wanted to go with till earlier. So it was easy for you. Yes. Um, over. That's me, man. <laughs> I'm an overachiever for the '80s. That's it. That's my thing right there. I go. I I have chosen. Uh, Less than zero by the Bengals. Okay. Uh, number oh, two. Oh, on, I love the they, they were number two on the Billboard, and that was on the um, movie soundtrack for. Why am I drawing a blank on that now? Oh Lord, I don't. I, I don't know that one either. Because anytime I think of the Bengals, I just think of what like an Egyptian. No, I mean I know the movie. It's crazy. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> um, you wouldn't have picked it if you didn't know the movie. Gosh. I hate this. I really do. It's gonna come back to me in a minute, probably. It's got Jamie Gertz in it. He was in the movie. Right. What uh, was the name of the song? I, I think James Spader. Um, it's a less than zero. No, 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 no. The movie is less than zero. I am so sorry right now. I'm reading okay. on the wrong area. Less than ah. zero. Less than zero was the movie. Hazy Shade of Winter Hazy was the Shade song. Of now that song I know. Okay. Yes, I'm reading the exact wrong area. I'm so stupid. Uh, um, it, hey, you know what? Next time, I'm just gonna rem we're gonna just uh, take let you take a mulligan, and uh -huh. then next time I screw up on a podcast, we're just gonna call this one back up. I guess. So. <laughs> I guess so. Now, I also went with Neutron Dance by the Pointer Sisters. That oh, was from great. Beverly Hills Cop Two. Yep. Great. Uh, Power of Love, Huey Lewis. That was from Back to the Future. That was the number one charter. Uh, I took We Built This City by Starship. City on rock and roll. I think that was in Mannequin, was it not? 
I believe so. I think it was Mannequin. It's been a long time since I watched Mannequin, but yeah. And then the one I was going to have, just in case you stole one of mine, just like you did, I put Goonies are good enough by Cindy Lauper, which hit number 10, <laughs> as you said earlier. So, that being said, we're going to go to the five we each picked for the Uncharted now. Now, these are songs, of course, that did not make the Billboard Top 100, but they're in the movies, and they make us think of that movie. We can either visualize the scene, or the movie just comes back to mind because it was in the credits or something. Right. So, you want to go with what, your first well, one? I, I figure since I went first last time, you can go first this time. I will, I will go first this time today. That's great. I'm going to go. I'm going to take from one of my favorite movies in the 80s. It's in the closing credits of the movie. And it's got Arnold Schwarzenegger in it. It's Commando is the movie. Uh, and it starts with the general coming in asking him, did you leave anything for us? And he says, just a lot of dead bodies. Just a lot of dead bodies. A lot of dead bodies, <laughs> yes. And he, goes to talk, and he goes to talk about, we'd really like you just to come back to the unit, John. And then the music starts kicking in. And um, he's looking around. He looks at the general. He looks down at his daughter. He looks back up, and Radon Chong, who was a co-star, is coming out of the airplane that's in the water out there uh, because it's one of those uh, beach-type planes, you know what I'm talking about, that lands on water and yep. takes off and everything. Um, yes. She's coming out. She's looking at him. It goes back to him, turn around, looking at the general again. He's like, no chance. <laughs> you know, then, the mu- then the rest of the music kicks in. The song is called We Fight for Love, and it's by the power station. Right. Um, I it's 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 got a good it's just got a good guitar lick to it for me and any kind of a rock song it's got a good guitar lick I'm a sucker for I mean I really am uh, and it's it's just laid out really well and I think I'm gonna have to I would have to research this later I think I heard someone tell me that Michael Des Barnes that played the original Murdoch on MacGyver was a part of this group that did oh. this song Power Power Station now. Um, if that's the case, then that is very awesome because he's one of my favorite TV villains. Okay. That was back in the day. So that would be my first one. Be Fight for Love by Power Station and Commando. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, I'm going to have one that you may try to argue with me on too. Uh, but it's not a score. It is a waltz. <laughs> so it's a song. <laughs> it's and a the waltz. Song, the song. It's got a small beat. You can dance to it slowly. Right. So the song definitely predates. It even it, it predates Billboard. So I get to choose it. So <laughs> it's Chopstick. Chopstick Waltz. Oh, there you um, go. I'll, yes, I'll, I, I give you that. Okay, thank you. That is a, that is the movie Big. When any kid in the '80s that watched the movie Big wanted to, they wanted that to happen to them. We go to the Great Zoltan and we make it. Well, I want to be big. And then you grow up, wake up, not it just man, what a fun movie! Golly, well, what a fun movie! Was it Zoltan or Zoltar? Zoltar. Or I Zoltan. think it was you know Zoltar. I can't, I can't remember which one it I, is, but think about what, this. I think have... about it. It's Zoltar. You know why I say that? Because Zoltar. in Dude, Where's My Car? With uh-huh. Ashton Kutcher, okay, and Brian, what is his name? Uh, yes. Sean William Scott or something like that. When they do Dude, Where's My Car? Uh, I believe. That's the movie anyway. I think you're right, too, because I just... <laughs> they I run this cult certain... group of people, right? Right. And and, and, they, and they make this Z with their hands somehow. They think, Zoltan! <laughs> Zoltan, you're right, you're right. You're 100% right. Because, I, now that you're saying it, too, because I flipped out 
uh, my wife and I went to a restaurant in Myrtle Beach. I cannot remember the name of it. Not Myrtle Beach, Charleston. I cannot remember the name of it. But they have a working Zoltar. And I got one of the tickets from it. I was like, I have to do this because awesome. of Big. I'm telling her all about the movie. And I have that yellow ticket put up. And it should be in my display case, but it's not. But anyway, when when Tom Hanks' character and uh, – what's the old man's name? Uh, he's famous as crap, too. Uh, Robert anyway, Loja? Robert Loja. They're uh, playing the chopsticks on the big floor pad piano thing, man. It's just a, such an awesome movie. What's your number two? My number two. I'm going to go with my number two here. Um, a couple of my songs here are going to probably surprise you, and I know you're not going to have them, so I'm going to save them for toward the end. Cool. So I'm going to go with one that you may have taken and see if I can't steal one from you. Okay. I'm going with Joe Esposito from The Karate Kid. You're Ooh. the best. Ooh, I did not have that one. Did not have it, Mo. I thought I for sure. I thought for sure one. that would be one you would take. In our last pod, in our our last podcast, which was our first podcast, the decade yes. of the eighties, with Stallone, we were talking about how you're you're the best by Joe Esposito yep. was originally meant for Rocky Three. Right. And, and they I decided the not to do it. They took Eye of the Tiger instead. Yes. So they put this yep. one in Karate Kid, and there's a part of the song that people questioned. It plays during the All-Valley Karate Tournament, and um, this is where Daniel is racking up his wins and moving up the line to go to the championship. And a part of the song says mentions how history repeats itself. Right. And people would say, well, what history is repeating itself? Are they talking about Johnny? Because yeah. this is Daniel's first tournament. What are they right. talking about? Well, it was originally meant for Rocky Three, where... They're having the rematch of Rocky versus Clever Lane. So history repeating itself. Therefore, the part of the song is what it meant. But uh, that's my my number two for the Uncharted songs. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm going to go. So, uh, <laughs> well, that's easy for you to say. <laughs> so uh, we're moving on to my number two then? Your number two, yes. My number two, I'm going to go with I'm Ready to Fly by the Papers, and it is from the movie The BMX Bandits. Wow, The BMX Bandits. <laughs> <laughs> sir. Yes, sir. You really reached I, back. Dude, dude, I went in the bag for that one, bro. I remember it because – now, check this out. I seriously rode BMX when I was a kid, man. I um, I remember the world's finest chocolate bars that we used to sell in school. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, hell, they're, they're still around. Yes, kids uh, still sell them. They're a lot smaller these days. But Same anyway, like they are. <laughs> I sold Same the price. Most, right? I sold the most in my school, and I ended up winning the top prize. I got a, a real BMX bicycle. And, man, that thing. Yeah, I was uh, doing the jumps, and I could ollie on it. There were bunny hops, a huge bunny hop. Uh, my wife was laughing at me because I got a mongoose. Uh, last year for Christmas, and uh, me at 250 pounds, I'm out here bunny hopping this mongoose over the church railings up here up the street. And she's like, "You're gonna break that bike? I don't even think you can do that. You're gonna bend so, your rims, dude. Stop it." Yeah. So the BMX band is just it's a it's a great movie, and us as kids, you know, there again, we wanted to be them. Nicole Kidman, look, as a little but, kid, between you know? BMX bandits and Rad. Yeah, yes. between those two yes. right there, it was on. Absolutely, absolutely. 
so that was my number two. What is your number two? Uncharted. Actually, this would be my number three because I went first. If you remember the time. Oh, that's right. Number three. I'm sorry. I am confident you will not have any of my next three picks. Okay. Three, four, or five. You will not have them because there's no way in the world you would ever come up with these. So I'm going to go ahead and go with uh, probably what people would say is more, the most recognized of my last three. And when I tell you who sings it in the name of the song, you're probably not going to know what it is until I tell you where it comes from. Okay. But the artist's name is Mark Safan, or Safan, it's uh, S-A-F-A-N, I believe. So let's just say Mark Safan. I don't really know. But the song is called Win in the End. Yeah, you got me on that one. So, do you remember the end of the movie Teen Wolf for the basketball game? Yes. That is the song playing while the game is going on. Okay. okay. You, you, you can probably hear it in your head right now. A little bit. That is the song I'm, I'm, that is I'm playing. Hearing... I'm hearing whatever was playing when he was riding around on the on the uh, roof of the van. Yeah, that's a back. that's one of the Beach Boys songs, but that's not yeah. that's not what I picked though. I took yeah, winning. For some the reason, end. that's where my mind went. Yep, no. Good in the basketball game at the end of the movie, uh, there's no wolf. It's just plain Scott, no yep. Teen Wolf, and right. he's there, and he's got a whole half of a game to play, I think, or a little less than a little more than a half, one of the two. And um, he leads them to the victory, and win in the end is a song that's playing. You can actually uh, YouTube that when uh, when we're done, and you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And you'll right. know the song when you hear it. You'll be like, I've heard this so many times when I've seen the movie, and never put it together. The name of the movie, the title of the song will be Win in the End. Right. But uh, Teen Wolf was a fun movie to watch as well. Everybody loved that movie. It wasn't exactly yeah. Michael J. Fox's best movie out there. We all know. That the Back Scott, to the Futures was that. And then didn't Scott, uh, no, I was about to say Scott Bayer, that's Chachi. Um, oh, man, I just lost his name. That's all right, we got. Show me those Chachi. Yeah, I was thinking of the dude that did Team Wolf 2. He was in Jason Sliders. Bateman. Jason Bateman. He was not in Sliders. No. He, was, he came back to fame with all the funny movies in the last decade. Yes, he is but like anyway. in Tom he's in Tomcat. Um He's hilarious now. He is. He was in Unnecessary Roughness. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was this or is it Necessary Roughness, the name of the movie. Uh, Necessary, Necessary Roughness. Roughness. Necessary Roughness. Yeah, there's he's he's in quite a few pretty good movies that were funny. Yeah. Uh let's get your number three in there. My number three is going to be Yeah. My number three is gonna be uh Another Joe Cocker song in the chart, as far as I could find in the States, it is from Nine and a Half Weeks. It's You Can Leave Your Hat On. And it's the scene where Kim Basinger is doing the little striptease in front of the blinds and all that for Mickey Rourke. That's my, that's definitely my number three. That movie, um, <laughs> that movie was borderline like, you know, uh, I'm surprised they, let that one go as far as it did. That was pretty graphic. Look, but your mom's going to hear it. Your mom's going to hear this podcast and she's going to, you watched what, when? Yeah, you watched what, when? That one was rough. But, uh, Come yeah, over here one, so I can hit you. But see, that's same, on the same token, you know, we had, in the 80s, man, we had so many beautiful 
just I, it seemed like every woman that was in any movie was just a, a knockout. It was our it, it was our newest teen crush of the week. Yeah, exactly, and it may have been our age too, but that one sticks out in my mind heavily as like you know, mouth jaw on the floor. Uh, you know. So whenever I hear that song, and there again, my dad loved Joe Cocker, and I hear it as it comes on some of my uh, music providers I listen to with the type of music I listen to. So every time I hear it, I think of Mickey Rourke and Kim Basinger. Every time this song comes on, you get that butthead sound going on to you. Uh, <laughs> it's like, uh, you're like, oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. Um, oh man. Man. All right. Are you are, are you ready for are you ready for number four? I'm ready for your number four. My number four. My number four. Um, these two are gonna get you. You okay. know, I you wouldn't have you wouldn't have thought about these. I'm going with um I'm gonna do this one first. Uh Dan Hill. Okay. It's a it's a long road. It's a long road. Oh, wait a minute now. It's a, um, I'm thinking of another song. Okay, I just it just popped into my head. I'm thinking of a different song. This is the song. When First Blood is going off, and it's played okay. in a couple of other Rambo movies too. And at the end of the first First Blood, I believe it's just oh, that may be the actual song with the words. One of them is just the it's just the music only. Okay. Um, but yeah, if you don't know what I'm talking about, go mm-hmm. back and check the ending. Well, just just look up. It's a long road. A Dan yeah. Hill. All you got to do, and you will hear what it sounds like, and you will know what part of the movie it is. It's definitely at the right. end credits there, and you will remember the back. Just the music alone, with no words, was played in at least one or two other Rambo flicks. Right. So yeah, I, I, I always think of the end of the first movie. Uh, I'm sorry, the end of the second movie, not the first movie. The okay. end of the Rambo First Blood Part Two. It's when he's walking off after he says. We just want to be for our country to love us the way that we love it. And he's right. walking off. And this is the song that's playing. Yeah. That's one of those that I'd have to hear again, too. And that's why we do this list, too, because, you know, it, songs may not conjure the same thoughts as they do in other people, or it may not be at uh, the forefront of your mind. Or it may be a song that you have not just heard in a while that you did like. And right. you're going to go exactly. back and we're done talking. You're going to go look it up, preferably when we're done up. with the podcast. Now, don't abandon preferably us right now. Start. We haven't finished right. just yet. we still got some good stuff to go. That's right. Don't abandon it. we still got a few more minutes, so don't don't go nowhere just yet. But I guarantee made. you, some of you who are listening are going to go look it up when we get done. Oh, yeah. You have to. You have to. So give me number, what is it, five for you? Four for me, I believe. Four. One, two, three. Four. I'm on yeah, number four. You're four. I went first. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Number four. Yeah. Mine, I'm, you will know it. I, I have a hard time getting anything that you don't know, but <laughs> you will know it. Mine is from a, a, a group called the Barkays. Yep. Yep. From one of my I know where you're going already with it. Favorite movies. I can hear it, it in my head people. right now. Oh, yeah. Watch the people gather. See the freak show on the dance floor. Do you know who had a cameo in that scene? Uh, tell me. And for those who I don't know, know, for those who don't know, this is 1984 or 80-ish, 84-ish, we'll say, and it's breaking. <laughs> yeah. The movie Ozone is breaking. Turbo, baby. That's right. TKO. They're the ones that made, made all the kids want to get a, grab a piece of cardboard and a boom box 
I even tried it myself as a kid. <laughs> I look so silly. Uh, there's yeah. a scene there at the beach, and um, what's the girl's name that plays Kelly? Uh, oh, man. Is it Lucille I, something? I do not remember. I would have to actually. We said we weren't going to do this. Well, but... well we're not going to look it up right now, but anyway, her okay. name, I think her name was Lucille, if I'm not mistaken. She was also in Ninja 3 The Domination. Yeah. Um, but anyway, she's um, she's being taken to the beach by one of her dancer friends from their dancing class. He, and he's telling yeah. her, he says, you've got to see this stuff. You've got to see these guys and the way they move. It's, it's out of this world. So he takes her there and, uh, you know, you know, cue the music, freak show on the dance floor. And it starts, and you're seeing all kinds of people doing breakdancing there on the beach on cardboard and everything, and it goes to the place where Turbo and Ozone are. And there's mm-hmm. somebody there who turns out to be so famous later on who is doing his little cheesy dance and clapping his hands. <laughs> oh, bro, you got to tell me who. It is no more, no, none other than the Bloodsport kickboxer himself. Uh-uh. Jean-Claude Van no. Damme. No. Yes, sir. Are you serious? Yes, sir. Breaking a hundred times and breaking two electric boogaloo. I do not. Oh, now I got to go back. Now I have to go see this. I got to look this up. So I'm, I'm saying, man, these little these show. little tidbits are gonna make everybody go back and say, "I got to see this." That's not true. That's I'm not true. Just <laughs> if you want to, if you want to make that. sure you see it, you you can try to spot him first. You know, just type in yeah. to YouTube uh, "breaking freak show on the dance floor." And it will take you to that part of the beach where we're having that, that, that video where you can see that, that dance thing going on and see if you can spot him. If you can't spot him, be more specific. Say, you know, Van Damme breaking. And yeah, then you, you will, it, will, it will pull up the video where you can see they slow it down and point him out to you. That's awesome, dude. I'm definitely looking that up when we when we get done here for sure. <laughs> So what is uh what's your number what's your final what's your final number five uncharted song of the eighties? My final one is Greg Allman and Lori Yates doing the song called Brother to Brother. Brother to Brother. Next Greg. of Next of Kin. It's the song in the credits yeah. when it goes off. Okay. Next of Kin, great movie. That's Patrick, wasn't it? Yeah. Patrick Swayze, Liam Neeson, you got yeah. um um That was the one that uh actually that's mean worthy. That's the one where my guy frozen comes from at the end of the movie, wasn't it? Or at the beginning of the movie. I don't remember. I'm not sure. You get a Bill Paxton's in it? Yeah. He's the one in the meme, I believe. Doesn't he freeze to death? No, he gets gets killed in the city. Someone freezes to death in that movie, and their eyes are kind of rolled up in their head, and he finds them. And next to beginning. Yeah. They Well, well, now, they may have found him that way. I know he gets killed in the back of a truck. In the movie, now they right. may have dumped the body somewhere, and I can't remember that part. But I know that um, basically the family's from Kentucky, and they are hillbillies. And Patrick right. Swayze leaves the he he leaves the life behind and goes to Chicago to become a cop. Um, his um, one of his younger brothers, or maybe the cousin, I think it was a younger brother though, I'm... was Bill Paxton, and he followed him up there too, and uh, became a driver. Uh, for on, on a truck delivering stuff for somebody, it ends up being the wrong family. They're kind of like a mob family. I got the wrong meme. Now I'm Next thinking you kid. do. No, I do. I know I've got the wrong one because it just came to me. the The frozen guy that I'm thinking of is from 
It, it's actually Jack Nicholson. Okay. Yeah, that's definitely not it. Yeah. Yeah, not, that's not but, it. But um, th- this movie's great. Like I said, it's got uh, Patrick Swayze, Liam Neeson, Helen Hunt, Bill Paxton. Uh, there are some other faces you'll see in there that you've seen in other movies. That right. in other TV shows, you just can't think of their name, but you know the face when you see them. And the song, to me, was just was, was really a good song. If you just listen to the words to it. Right. It's got, got, got a good meaning behind the song. And, uh, of course, Greg Allman, Allman Brothers Band. That's what I was about to say. You got the Almond Brothers band, dude. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's not really a rocking song. It's more of a a ballad type song in a way. So you you'd enjoy if you hear that. Now, knowing you, Travis, you would like the song, I believe. Oh, I know I would because any Swayze fan loves the next kid in the movie. You know what I mean? And yeah, if I listen to the, to the song all the way through, that's not back in a time where we had an after credit um <laughs> after credit Easter eggs. I think they call them now. Yeah. So. You know, when the credits started rolling or we felt like it was the end of the movie, we was hopping up and rolling up out of the movie theater, boy. That's right. Nowadays, everybody says it's a bitter end. Yeah. Um, what's your number five? My number five, uh, man, <laughs> it goes from one of my favorite movies. And this is going to be funny because this is a cartoon movie. This comes from Oliver and Company. It is the great Billy Joel, the piano man himself. Why should I worry? And he actually played... Um, not Oliver, but the dog. I can't remember his name, the dog's name, but he played the dog, the voice of the dog in the movie. So now, you know, why should I worry? Why should I care? Oh, oh man, when they're rolling through the streets of New York, now he's running across the dog on uh, construction sites and everything, man. It's just it's such a good time. And then the other thing about that <laughs> is now, even if I hear the piano man, play us a song, young piano man. I still think of Oliver and Company, dude. It, <laughs> like he had me rolling around the way he talked and everything. He had me saying absolutely, positively. It just one of my I, I overlook Oliver and Company when I start talking about my favorite, like you know, cartoon movies and Disney cartoons and stuff. But Oliver and Company is way up there on my list. It's a great movie. Had the two uh, uh, Dobermans in it. Was it DeSoto and something? I can't remember the other one's name. But DeSoto was like this big bad Doberman. Yeah, that one really takes me back to my childhood. I can remember just dancing around my grandma's house and stuff like that, singing it. So much fun and joy. It was a pure that – that's my pure pick. That was just a pure moment in life, and when I hear that, it just recaptures it. And see, I'm going to look that one up because I don't know that one. Oh, it's so good. You got to I'm, sure I'm going to, though. Make sure – you have to make sure that, it, it, that the video is actually like the Oliver and Company movie video. All right. So I good. I'm gonna give you and my backups ahead. The Oliver, just one more thing about the Oliver and Company. The Oliver and Company is a take on. I don't believe it was a Disney movie. I can't remember 100. percent No, yeah, it was a Disney movie. Oliver and Company was a Disney movie for sure, but it was a take on um, Oliver, the play I think originally about the street urchin <laughs> uh, growing up in England, the the orphans. Okay. I'll make sure I know. I thought I'd make sure I look that one up when we're done. I got I got to hear it now. I like some oh, Billy so Joel. Good. It's so good. So all right, all right. well, let me go back up. I didn't do a full five on this one because right. I I knew there was no way you had three in mind for sure. Right. So I did pull four down though, and I took Never by the Moving Pictures and Footloose. That's the song in the movie where Kevin Bacon is 
doing his angry dance in the warehouse. He's all upset right. and dancing around for that. I took the next song. The next two songs are by the artist Stan Bush, who is uh, one of those guys like Joe Esposito is sought out sometimes for songs specific to a movie. And the first one he did was Fight to Survive from Bloodsport. Uh, that's the one where they repeat the, you know, the Kumate, 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 Kumate. That song right there. Uh, the next one is from Kickboxer. It's the song when, it, when, it's, when it's going off. The ending credits called Never Surrender. And my last one I took because, you know, I was going to steal one from you, but uh, you'd already said it. <laughs> yeah. A freak show on the dance floor of the parquet. From breaking. So, um, I, you know, I, w- I was going to do it, but you done said it, and I couldn't, I couldn't do it then, you know. The backup was shot for me. But that's all I had on that. Who are your backups? Uh, I'm going to be a go with 100% transparency again. I had, I, this was hard for me to find something that was uncharted that I really truly reminds me of songs. That was, of movies. That was really kind of hard with me, for me without going with scores and stuff. Um, and this is another one that you may argue with me. Uh, is Into the Scar, Into the Starscape. It's the music that was played in, in the last Starfighter when he first got off the video game and went into space. So I don't know if that would be considered a score or I, I can't remember what it sounds like, but once again to define a score it would be an orchestra type sound to it. So if you got right. um so if you got strings and say. you got get horns and strings and things like yeah. that. No. No. Yeah. no if you safe, don't man. if you don't you're safe, this I'm safe. This is pure eighties because this is like we said, synthwave. Yeah. And um there was only one song that I was worried about us having the same and it was Freak show on the dance floor. Uh, so I that was my I had one backup. I was gonna fake it till I make it. If you had a, got one of my songs, dude, <laughs> <laughs> that's how I roll. Cause I'm the wild and zany co-host. <laughs> you the man. You the man. <laughs> well, I I and I can BS pretty good. So I, I feel like I could have done that on the fly. So you have nothing else in. No, 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 man. I'm, like I said, I'm faking it till I make it. Up. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> All right. Well, that pretty much wraps up the show this week, and we hope that you guys enjoyed the topic that we did this week. It was fun for me and Travis. This was beyond fun. You have no idea how much this, much fun this was for us. Oh, that's um, great. It was great. Uh, and this, and just hoping we didn't get each other's songs, but then again, hoping we poached one of them at least, and we never did. <laughs> right. We managed to make it through without stealing one song from the other. And uh, that's just how it goes sometimes. But, um, Travis, one more show uh, in the books. And uh, I'd like to get it out there that the usual bit there, we want to make sure everybody's following us on social media. We are on TikTok and Instagram at Retro Life for You. That's R E T R O L I F E, the number four Y O U, Retro Life for You. Uh, there's also a Facebook page as well. You can follow us at all three places. We will eventually have a website. We do not have it yet, but we are working on that. And if you will, if you don't mind, we would certainly appreciate it. I would. I don't know about Travis. He's kind of a petty person sometimes, but I would appreciate it. If you went to Spotify. Tom Petty. They they call you Tom the Petty. Don't do me like that, Travis. (laughs) Uh, We want you to go to Spotify. Go to Apple. 
wherever you watch your podcast at, give us a good rating. Give us a five-star rating. Leave a comment. Share us with your friends. Talk about the show, man. This is a show that's our childhoods. You know, this is retro, your retro life that you're, that you're reflecting back on along with us with ours. So this is it brings out joy. Exactly. It brings out emotions from a from a purer time. Exactly. Um, it's we, an escape. Not so much a purer time for us because we didn't know better. Right, but it's, <laughs> but it's an escape from the way the world is today for a lot of us today, you know. And when you're all grown up and you're having to work and be an adult, you want to get away with something every now and then. This is a perfect thing to get back to and get away with and think of your childhood stuff. And we look forward to hearing from you guys. So. That being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up and uh, follow the show. Travis, until next week, now you know. Knowing half the battle. <laughs>